Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome back to We're Not So Different, a podcast about how we've always been idiots. My name is Luke. I am an amateur historian, and as always, I am joined by Dr. Eleanor Yanega, who is anything but today in what is our 69th episode, I learned earlier by looking at stuff, uh, we're following up on our episode about magic last week by discussing witches. But first, we have a question from Charlotte. Who says, uh, you started, you sort of started addressing this while talking about the origins of nationalism, but what was the vibe among normal people about wars going on? I.e., if a random peasant not near the actual uh, England versus France or, you know, whatever king versus whatever king conflict, am I emotionally invested in who wins uh, in the same way modern folks are with their country being victorious? Does it impact my relationship with the people I know who live under the different king? Mm, This is a good question. Um, So the connection that people tend to have with wars and whether or not they're victorious and what they want out of that is mostly just wanting their people to come home. Like, uh, there, there's like less of an interest in kind of, uh, you know, oh, we want to win that war, you know, like the Hundred Years War, for example. It, later, it changes a little bit, like in when we're kind of like more into the 16th century, you'll see kind of like more things about like, oh, they hated Frenchmen and stuff. But it's also just been like decades upon decades and people are kind of like exhausted by it, right? Um, but as a general rule of thumb... Like, wars are for rich people, and it's a thing that rich people do, and it doesn't really have much to do with you. The wars that people kind of get jazzed for will be stuff like crusades. You know, like that, like mm. people, people really take crusades seriously, and, you know, they want to win crusades, but they don't necessarily care as much about, like, whatever their guy is doing. And, mm. you know, there's a good reason for this. A lot of wars are really fucking boring, right? Like, mm. you know, for example, uh, Charles IV, who I never shut up about, he fights a series <laughs> of, like, wars and battles in northern Italy, and, you know, he's nominally, like, the Margrave of, of uh, Moravia at the time. He isn't yet the King of Bohemia. Mm. And there's not a Moravian on God's green earth who gives a fuck whether or not like he takes pavia 
You know, like this is like, this is, they're going to be like, okay, bro. Like, what does that have to do with me? Like, it's just for them completely, you know, an imaginary exercise. It just doesn't really, Mm -hmm. it's not connected to anything at all whatsoever. Um, You see people being quite annoyed with war because they'll see it as like a drain on the kingdom. Mm. Um, So especially if you are doing something like trying to go get hold of, you know, crown lands in a a faraway place, they'll be like, why why am I paying for this? Mm -hmm. There's a lot more why am I paying for this war than anything else that we see come up. Um, And I mean, in terms of like, it's not probably going to like, if you've got relationships with friends, say, you know, you're in Burgundy, which is a place that goes back and forth a lot. um, Or I don't know, like uh, the Piedmont sometimes it's kind of French, sometimes it's kind of Italian, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to care that much because you're going to see yourself as being in a kind of transitory place that's get that gets moved back and forth a lot, mm-hmm. right? So you're not necessarily going to think about your neighbors in like the next town as, you know, foreign necessarily. Now, there mm-hmm. are concepts of foreignness. There are kind of concepts of people from different places having different characteristics or dressing differently, you know, all the things that we would see. Um, but you know, like close on regionally, it's not going to be a political thing. It's just mm-hmm. going to be like those people are different. So they, they just don't kind of like to think about it in the, in the same way. Um, one of the things that we see a lot actually is that mostly people like complaining. I mean, we it's you get way more sources of people complaining about kings, how they don't like kings, how they don't like the way their country's being run. Then you have people saying that, oh, they like a king. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Part of that has to do with the fact that most kings fucking suck and mm-hmm. are absolute dog shit. Um, but then it, it's also kind of like, you know, in the same way that like online reviews work, where you're going to get yeah. answers that are always like the highest and lowest. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we have tons of stuff when people don't like people and we have tons of stuff when they do like people. Mm-hmm. And we don't really have a whole lot when people are just kind of mediocre. But, you know, if there is a king who's really committed to service, wants to like build a lot of churches, like really is interested in cracking down on crime on the roads, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, like it will bring to justice nobles who are doing unlawful things. People like that and respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they aren't necessarily going to then connect that to a sense of nationalism. Although Mm -hmm. you do see them disliking it if people that they perceive to be foreign are kings. Mm -hmm. So, for example, again, Charles IV's father, uh, John of Luxembourg, um, everybody hated him, um, and they called him either like Jan Cizinic or Kral Cizinic, which means like John the Foreigner and King Foreigner. Mm. Like, because he was just clearly not Czech and they really Mm. disliked that about him. Mm. So it's interesting because it's not necessarily a way, uh, it's not necessarily a problem until someone is ruling you that you perceive of as being foreign, if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it would be hard to, uh, for the English to, uh, to hate the, you know, to hate the hated French uh, early yeah. on because they were the hated French. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. And, you Normans know, the, and all that. And for them, like, there's constant marriage going back and mm-hmm. forth, especially with France. Um, you know, that, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Charlotte, thank you so much for the question. Uh, and if you want to ask us questions like that or listen to uh, our upcoming podcast, uh, book club on the Somerillion. Uh, we're recording the first episode tomorrow to be released later this week for patrons. Uh, if you want to hear that, uh, then you should subscribe to the Patreon. It's just $5 a month. Uh, Patreon.com slash WNSD pod. 
And yeah, we got good mm. stuff coming. So uh, subscribe and help us out. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, on to the main episode. So last time we discussed practical magic in the Middle Ages, who believed in it, what types of magic were used, how it was persecuted, etc. But our analysis admittedly had one glaring flaw. We completely left out any discussion of witches <laughs> or witchcraft from our episode on magic. Though in our defense, we had always planned to do it like this and give the witches their very own episode. After all, we wouldn't get to he- wouldn't want to get hexed for our forgetfulness. Now all that stand now all that stands between us and learning so much about medieval witches and witchcraft from Eleanor is that I have to finish the introduction. As if the <laughs> concept of witches really needed an introduction, it's pretty ubiquitous these days. But you know, I digress. So here it goes. In 1998, noted philosopher poet Robert Zombie had this to say: "Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my Dragula." <laughs> uh, that's right. I had a whole thing planned for this introduction where I went through and talked about how we think about witches and why that's incorrect and blah blah blah. But I really just couldn't get Dracula out of my head, so I scrapped the whole thing. I mean, come on, we all know what the deal with witches. The idea of witches and, and practice of witchcraft has existed for many thousands of years. Okay being embraced by those in power but usually shunned repressed outlawed and eventually murdered or exiled or some combination of the two mm. however throughout history witches and witchcraft were of course also sources of interest and fascination to people and became characters and symbols in fictional stories and foundational myths so witches and their crafts are at once reduced to pariahdom and made officially taboo while also simultaneously becoming uh, intense points of cultural fascination you know all of this you've heard of the salem witch trials you were forced to read or watch the crucible in school just like Mm -hmm. the rest of us you know the old ladies and their pointy hats turning men into newts at their secret coven and the arthurian witch morgan lefay and the early 90s halloween movie hocus pocus but something you may not know is how all of this worked in the middle ages because it's not really like the popular witch trials of the early modern period and it's certainly not like the high medievalist fantasy we all know and love Mm. thus we once again turn to our expert co-host who will help us separate medieval from early modern and fact from fiction but before we get there eleanor why exactly was i forced to read (laughs) the crucible in school and watch the uh tv adaptation uh featuring i believe ethan hawk and winona Ryder. that's right that is how much we had to watch it i still remember to this day and i haven't seen it since i don't know 10th grade maybe (laughs) I mean, I think that basically The Crucible, the reason why you're forced to watch The Crucible is because it does two things. It talks about the history of witchcraft mm-hmm. somewhat, but also uh, people want to do an Arthur Miller play because it mm-hmm. makes them feel as though they are being very high society now. That's true. Right? That's true. Right? Get it? It's a, <laughs> like, it's a, yeah. it's a metaphor. It's a yeah. metaphor for McCarthyism, you guys. In conclusion, American schools fantastic exactly Uh, so yeah uh the medieval witch uh you know i guess before we um uh before we go on uh, i guess Mm -hmm. we should you know kind of talk about it like how i mean you know like obviously like yeah you know we have the pointy hair the pointy hat witch and the and the broom and all that so like what were they thinking of when you know was the witch just like an old cantankerous woman or or, you know how how did that work to them yeah so it's an interesting one right because so i mean i guess first we're gonna we're gonna do a quick term definition here Mm -hmm, because like mm -hmm. what what is when we talk about witches so there's like an there's an anthropological thing 
about what a witch is. So a witch Hmm. is someone who's doing specifically prohibitive forms of magic. Hmm. Um, And they like, and maybe they're doing evil things with it. Like, uh, like a lot of the time they might be, but it's like, they're specifically doing forms of magic that you shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And they usually then belong to kind of like social out groups. Right. Mm. Um, Which kind of like is why they're women a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And the thing, this kind of differs, as we say, like from sorcerers or magicians, as we were talking about last time, because magicians, for example, could be in theory doing licit magic. Although, Mm -hmm. you know, as we said last time, there's a lot of discussion about whether or not any magic can be licit. Yada, yada, yada. Um, sorcerers then can be people who are like actively being like, oh, okay, um, I am a magic practitioner and now I'm doing something bad. Mm. Right? But a witch is kind of like almost always doing something bad. Right? Mm. Now, a medieval witch is an interesting one because it's not like the black hair, pointy hat, old woman thing. That's a much more modern mm-hmm. construct. And a lot of the times in terms of witchcraft in the medieval period, we're talking about sexy ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Like So there's um, a really cool uh, painting, um, which actually I got for pretty cheap from like one of the German uh, things for, it, that I have in my next book, upcoming book, mm. and that is called the Die Lebensauer or the love spell. Mm. And um, it's got a sexy witch uh, doing magic, doing love spells. Mm. Um, and she is like, she's fully nude. She is like living up to the perfect beauty ideal of the middle ages, which is to say she's got a pear shape. She's got long blonde hair and mm-hmm. um, she's wearing high heeled shoes and she's got like a little like pet dog on a silk pillow next to her feet. And her spells are kind of like hanging in the air as mm. like scrolls. And then there's a dude like looking in the door, like, Oh, Hey girl, you called and uh, <laughs> like that. And like, that's a witch. Right. Um, and what we see a lot of the times recurrently in terms of witchcraft spells or spells that permeate the medieval period is it's often stuff that is women are accused of doing and it's usually women are being accused of doing these spells either to get someone to love them or in retaliation if people don't love them. Mm. So in the earlier medieval period, for example, you'll see stuff like, uh, for example, in Bouchard of Worms, um, uh, his, oh God, what is, why the penitential, hmm. he um, will say, you know, like here, you know, at the same time when he's like, oh, ask if people are using dildos in confession. He has all these questions that he asks specifically women about whether or not they're doing magic. Hmm. And it's really interesting because they are a lot of time connected to love or sex. Um, so, for example, um, like, do you need bread down your body and then bake it and then sell and then give it to your husband to eat, like, in order to make him love you more? <laughs> do you um, like? There's one like a, a literally a love spell is like, uh, do you go down on your husband and swallow? <laughs> and that is like, definitely a love spell. They're that's right. a love spell, yep. baby. Yeah, and he yep. was all like, "That's a lo- that you're doing magic, listen, right?" Like, listen, yeah. oh, good girls spit, you know, but yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. I can't, but, I can't, yeah. yeah we're, we're I was going to follow that down to like another joke and I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. I'm good. It's, we, we got it. It's yep. Like, um, but, you know, the, and then there will be stuff like, oh, well, um, do you um, say spells over your, like various household chores in order to make them easier? Like when you're yes. churning butter, Repeatedly. do you say like, do you do chants and incantations like while you're churning butter in order to make it easier? Or... <laughs> 
they'll get accused of like doing chants and incantations while weaving to like fuck the weaving up and that no one can undo it. So there'll be all these things that are kind of connected expressly with what are seen to be women's feminine roles, right? Mm -hmm. So housework, um, like the feminized work, procreation, you know, women being horny, right? Because mm-hmm. women are all horny. Um, so obviously they're, they're trying to get more sex. Mm-hmm. And so you have this kind of like deeply feminized sort of understanding of what it is that women are doing. Um, or, you know, you'll see things a lot, um, a lot of tension and worry about women preventing erections. Yep. Um, so, which, you know, I've seen all kinds of spells for this, allegedly, where it's like, you'll, there's the story about, um, a guy couldn't get it up. And it's always a guy's ex, right? Like a guy's ex. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves her for another woman and gets married. And then like a guy's ex then takes a key in a lock and then like throws the lock in one well and the key in the other one. And then he can't get it up. Mm. But then, like, you know, she gets found and kind of beaten up and then tells them about it. And then they, like, take the key in the lockout. Or there's a really old one. I guess it's, like, technically ancient. Mm. Um, but it's, like, do you take beans and roast the beans and then put the beans in the doorway and then homie can't get a erection? Like, a lot of erection stuff. I think I already talked about the erection stuff. But a lot of erection stuff. <laughs> a lot of erection stuff. But this is, like... This is further back, right? So in the kind of earlier medieval period... We, we kind of see this idea that women are doing magic and they don't even necessarily know that it's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're not necessarily a witch, but they're doing witchcraft. But they're doing witchcraft because ladies just can't help themselves, right? Mm-hmm. There's kind of like this natural pl- proclivity of women towards doing spells and things. And they might not even understand that what they're doing is bad. Like they might not understand that you're not supposed to be chanting while you churn your butter. They might not understand that like you're not supposed to be like... Covering your body in honey and then feeding it to your husband. Like, they might not understand, like, all these things. So, there's this orchestrated desire to kind of, like, intercede with women who are seen as doing witchcraft, but, like, oh, well, they're just stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because women are just sort of like children. So, they have no idea that they shouldn't be doing it. They're just doing it. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of like the earlier conception of a witch. Oh, oops. I poured honey all over myself and had my husband lick it off me. Oh. What? Uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't, know, like, I didn't know it was going to happen. Oh, God. oh yeah, exactly. And, then, and like, that's a love spell, right? So yeah. it's really funny because, like, things that they're like, that's a love spell. I'm like, homie, that's just, like, not just that's spicing just up sticky. your love life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, which I'll, I'll never understand any of the food-based whatever. But, you know. No. Nah. I'm not, I'm not here Same. trying to, like, yuck Same. anybody's yum, but I don't really need to, like, mix my pleasures. That's all I'm saying. But, um, nope. you know, do good. you. Mm-hmm. Do you, everybody. <laughs> um, I also feel that that's, like, you know, kink for vanilla people who they're trying to pretend that they're, like, kinky. And it's like, do, you're, don't put chocolate mousse on me. Like, just stop. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Like, it's just, no. No, um, I, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, you know. Not, yeah. not not my thing. I um uh yeah. I I prefer to just eat things and then you know, mm, after I mm. digest them to have sex later. Not to not. Yeah, exactly. To, like but, I'm mm. not I'm not quite interested in like it's it's one or the other. That's what I'm saying. But, but then uh, again, I also 
did grow up when Varsity Blues came out, and there's the whole whipped cream bikini thing. See, so yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're very much the Varsity Blues generation. Yeah, very though. foundational there. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. In okay. conclusion, um, yeah, <laughs> Allie in a whipped cream bikini. I guess. Uh, yeah, I it's definitely yeah. 1999 here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> amazing, amazing. A form yeah. of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I think it we is. can all agree. It is. She has bewitched me since that time. Exactly. Exactly. And so, all right, like, you have this kind of, like, earlier thing about, like, oh, well, women are just kind of, like, silly, and mm-hmm. they're they're kind of, like, running into things. Um, then, sort of as the period progresses, you, you see kind of, like, more tension surrounding the, the fact that there might be these kind of, like, witches. More, and, and more what now? I'm sorry. More tension. Tension, okay. About it. It's like, well, maybe there's people who are doing more kind of organized things. It's interesting. So like as the period progresses, you see more of an emphasis on the idea that there are, it's not just that women are kind of like doing magic where they're not just like churning butter the wrong way or, or mm-hmm. whatever, but you get these more, more worries that there are kind of like groups of women mm-hmm. who are in something together. And this really peaks in the early modern period, technically with, you know, when we're talking about like the witch crazes and like witch trials and everything's like that. Um, we're really talking more of an early modern thing, but it, you know, it's quite interesting because it can be difficult sometimes for us to conclude from sources sometimes, you know, if someone is burnt at the stake for heresy, like sometimes people will think, oh, that it was about witchcraft. And then you look Mm. into it and it's like, oh no, she wrote a book about God that people didn't like, Mm. you know, something like that. Um, but basically there is this sort of idea about women being more likely to be witches or might likely to do magic because it's sort of like women's nature. And part of that is that women are more prone to gossiping. Mm -hmm. So if women kind of like know about something magic, they can't help but tell other people Mm -hmm. about it. They'll be like, oh, girl, I learned this new butter churn spell or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Like they'll they'll be really desperate to let other people uh, know what it is that they know Mm -hmm. and they'll have to tell other women um there is also you know the kind of thing about like women being irrational and like um you know like vengeful Mm. you know the whole hell hath no fury thing so it's Mm. like you know oh yeah like watch out for your ex because she'll fuck with you kind of deal (laughs) um and you, you know like women being kind of like sneaky and easily swayed so it's directly sort of tied up with gender expectations for the period it's just like women are already kind of at a suspect Mm -hmm. place but you do kind of see over the period you know literary differences in the way that people will talk about witches and magic Mm -hmm. things things of that nature Mm -hmm. but yeah um so you know there there might not be quite so much like you know there might be an understanding that an ordinary kind of woman is doing magic that she ought not to be doing but she's not necessarily a witch which would be as opposed to a witch who knows what she's like, who's really got an idea of that. Here's some spells that I, I know and here's what they're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, um, I guess is that like, I, there's probably not a way to know, but it seems like an accusation of witchcraft or something is usually just like a retali- retaliatory, uh, accusation against, um, 
you know, someone, you know, like you're looking for mm. a convenient thing because you don't like your ex or she was a bitch or, you know, whatever yeah, the excuse like, they, is. is. Is there like any way to know how many people were like, okay, no, these people are at, you know, like they're actually doing the, the super butter, butter churning and, you know, I guess yeah, there's probably not, but it's quite interesting because it's like, you know, when people are doing like the super butter, chur- butter churning and stuff, it's like mm-hmm. the, you know, they, it, the, that kind of conception of magic and the kind of witch, witchcraft that women might be doing it's seen as like less of a problem yeah. earlier on it's kind of like you just give him penance and you just go come on girl fucking knock that off yeah knock it off right yeah. and then it's just, like whatever whereas by the end of the period if you find out that someone is doing like magic butter churning you'd be like oh shit she's a witch like and that could that could get yeah. you in trouble that mm. magic butter churning um but it it really kind of i and i mean I, when I say like by the end of the period, it's like, you know, this is, it is like a difference of like 700 years, 800 mm-hmm. years. So it's like quite a long time, but I think it's kind of important to note this because I think, you know, we have that thing, which is stupid of assuming that stuff gets better over time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not when it comes to stuff like witchcraft, like it got much worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think that's like, you know, kind of important to focus on. And so, you will see accusations of magic or witchcraft against people, for example, like during the plague, well, they'll be mm. like, oh, people are poisoning us. Yeah. Like, you know, like someone's like made some kind of magical poison and put it in the well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and like that, that's kind of like one that you'll see. But it's not necessarily doing magic per se that's a problem because like no one really cares if you're mm-hmm. turning butter wrong. It's more like, are you fucking with people with your yeah. magic? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So... Stepping outside of uh, of Christianity for just a mm. second, um, what were the views in places where uh, about witches, you know, before Christianity or, you know, uh, alongside Christianity, but it hadn't taken hold yet? Were they um, seen as helpful or were they I know there were witch persecutions like even into like the ancient times, like back in mm. Greece and stuff like that. So like. Was were they widely viewed as helpful or problematic, or was this just always something where it's like, oh yeah, those crazy women be doing witchcraft? Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it really kind of depends yeah. <laughs> on on who you ask and what, because you know, it, it it can be seen, you know, especially in terms of like medical practitioners and stuff. Like that's one yeah. of the things that kind of goes back and forth, right? Because it's like if you are quite a good medical practitioner, people might think that you're doing magic things, and it's not necessarily a problem, provided everything mm-hmm. is going well. Yeah. But then if things are not going well or somebody doesn't like you, then that can kind of tip over in a wrong way. So like a lot of witchcraft and the way that it is seen even in a pre-Christian context sort of like depends on who you're asking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this can this can really depend. So if we're looking at sort of like Hellenistic things, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, for example, there's a way of looking at like the Bacchanal. So like, you know, the the women who follow Dionysus Mm -hmm. or whatever, who kind of like are constantly in an orgy and also killing everyone they come into contact with. They're perceived as being witches, Mm -hmm. right? So, but they're all, but they also have a sacred function. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily a, like it's, it could be, it could be a real problem mm. if, uh, for, for you personally. If they're doing that. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, it's not necessarily a problem, but like, I mean, it's a problem for you if you're Orpheus, right? Yeah. But like, it's not necessarily a problem that they in theory exist out in the world and are doing what they do because they're linked specifically to a God and they're kind of supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, when you look at ancient Greek literature and you see women like Circe, you know, for example, like Circe, I, I, you know, you would see her more maybe as a sorceress and mm-hmm. less necessarily than a witch because she's really got a lot of magic and she's really well trained. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she's like, she turns Odysseus's like whole crew into pigs and he still fucks her. Right. <laughs> Who amongst us? And he's all like, damn. I'm, we're going to talk about this in about 10 minutes, girl, because, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so the, like which <laughs> and then like he stays with her for ages until he got like gets bored or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there is this kind of understanding that like within these ancient contexts, at least in the Greek world, there is this understanding that like the these women are kind of difficult, but also useful and ha- kind of have knowledge. In the Roman world, there can be some, like, concern about witchcraft and about, like, women cursing you. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of worry about curses. And there, there is a lot of cursing back and forth, too. Like, people people do be cursing each other, right? But there is kind of, like, um, worries about women, like, being kind of, like, professional cursers is the thing we, we'll see. It's like where it's where, like, you don't like someone and you're like, oh, yeah, like, fuck, you know, fuck, uh you know Regius over here mm-hmm. like so like I'm, I'm gonna buy a spell and they'll be like right you are that that mf or cursed and then you'll be like god damn it and like then you've got to undo it but <laughs> you know the romans famously are a pretty magic believing bunch mm-hmm. and then the trouble there is like again do you get on the wrong side of someone yeah right because it's like if you are because it's always sort of liminal like mm-hmm. the, this place where witches belong in these societies where it's like, it could be good. It could be bad. So you just have to be like really sure of what your position is mm-hmm. um, in order to kind of continue these things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see things like, for example, um, there are, uh, I can't, Oh, Hypatia, that's her name. I was about to say, I can't remember her name. Her name is Hypatia, <laughs> uh, but she was um, an incredibly um renowned scholastic living in alexandria in the ancient period mm-hmm. and she was um, a mathematician and a philosopher and like really really like really really smart like uh taught everywhere and was quite famous for it and she was eventually killed for witchcraft mm-hmm. uh, because and it's like one of these things where she just like probably some dude's peepee heard about it or mm-hmm. something and so you're always walking this kind of fine line as a intellectual woman or a woman who really involves, especially if you're doing stuff with numbers or you're doing something with medicine. Mm-hmm. If you're do, if you're doing things like that, things that are perceived as being sacred, then because like geometry is considered sacred, things like that, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, you know, astronomy uh, slash astrology, as we've talked about, that can be, you know, quite fraught. So if you get too good at it mm-hmm. and you like, and some dude is mad about it, it, that can become a problem for you. So it's always kind of like, is this a, is this good? Is this bad? It really depends on who's, who's asking mm-hmm. and what about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and I mean, then, of course, uh, b- before we talk about uh, the, the witch hunts, uh, here in just a second there, you know, there, there are the medieval witches that come up in, in mm. surviving texts to us, you know, the witches in, 
Arthurian tales. We talked a little bit about Morgan Le Fay when we did the Green Knight thing. And there were obviously a few different witches or, you know, people specifically called witches in the Northmen. And we talked about those in the mm-hmm. North sagas. So, yeah, just um, something that uh, something that uh, that they, you know, they yeah. they they feared you know some of them feared but also something that became a, a source of fascination and and you know plot devices for mm-hmm, <laughs> fiction mm-hmm. yeah like it's you know like witches come up a lot for example like in the um Erbringe saga, um, like one of the Icelandic sagas, has uh, tons of witches in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have kind of like, uh, you know, obviously there's like Morgan Le Fay is a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, oh, who's the one who gets Merlin captured? What's her name? I, I do not know. She uh, she fucks Merlin so good he ends up kind of like uh, imprisoned, uh, but like also steals all his magic. Anyway, I can't remember her name, <laughs> but uh, like this there even there there's kind of like a um, uh, there is uh, I'm gonna just Google Merlin's girlfriend real quick. <laughs> uh, like uh, yeah, no, that's that is from the Merlin TV show. No, I that's gonna it. drive me crazy with anyway, Sam Neill. The, yeah, the made like, for no, TV like, movie with Sam yeah. Neill. Yeah, that thing was awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but, but um, not what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, so, definitely yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, like, uh, I think Neve, possibly, something like mm. that. Anyway, um, so, uh, like, the, the, like, within that, there's kind of, like, this understanding that both of them are incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. But there's one of them, kind of, like, she learns everything from Merlin, mm-hmm. right? And so that kind of makes her a little bit more of a sorceress and a little bit less of a witch. Mm. Whereas Morgan Le Fay is kind of a bit more like, oh, like, like, like she's kind of learned more organically, which makes her more of a mm. witch. So there is this kind of like understanding of like witches sometimes as being like part of a kind of more naturalized tradition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's especially within Viking literature, it's interesting because if you look at like Erebrigi Saga or like Laxadela Saga or any of these, like you have all these witches come up and they're not always doing bad things. They're kind of just like mm-hmm. kicking it. Right. <laughs> but it's like, um, like think about Laxadela Saga is that like it, it's a specifically kind of like more feminized. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like it talks more about women than yeah. a lot of them do, which is why kind of like witches do be showing up and things like this, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you will see kind of, like, within these, a lot of times, even when, you know, magic comes up, it's our, like, about, like, trying to get, like, the man that you want, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, or um, a family doesn't like you, so they've cursed you. Like, there's a lot more cursing back and forth, mm-hmm. like, within these things. But for, especially, like, within the Viking cultures, because it takes them so long to Christianize, it's kind of, like, okay to have witches around for a really long time. And then witches also kind of, like, stick around longer. Mm-hmm. Because that that stuff just, like, it, it doesn't get tossed out yeah. immediately, basically. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I guess... Uh, the thing that we uh, the 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 elephant in the room that we have not mentioned yet is uh, of course the witch hunts um, yeah. and uh, pro and persecution of witches. Uh, so, uh, as as we've said before, as y'all probably know, the you know the the early modern the witch trials and uh, mm. and burnings and things like that were were mostly an early modern concept. Though there were um, you know 
witch trials and punishments for yeah. being a witch and stuff like that before that. Um, but yeah, but they weren't like such crazes. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that's kind of the thing. Yeah, and like I mean, I think that the thing the, the where we can. We can start from, like, the, the trouble all starts with the book that I've got in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Malleus Maleficarum, or mm-hmm. Hammer of Witches, which I'm obsessed with because it's fucking bawling. Like, go out and get yourself a coffee right now. Yeah. Like, like do yourself a favor. Just, like, spend, it's like a tenor or something. You can get a paperback copy. It's, like, no big deal. Um, but the Malleus is a really, really interesting source because it technically is medieval. Like, is mm-hmm. uh, from 1485. Okay, so it's like, I mean, right at the end there, like, we're, you're, you're pushing it, you're fucking pushing it, right? But it is, it's still, you know, you, pretty medieval. Like, you got Hussites, yeah. so I'm kind of like, is it medieval? But you don't have, but you don't have Protestants, yeah. right? Um, like, Columbus ain't got in the boat yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so it's like very, mm, yeah, I guess you could call it medieval. Yeah. Now, the thing about the Malleus, we're not even, we're not actually sure. Like, we know... Like, we, we often attribute it to both Heinrich Kramer and James Spranger, okay? But we're not sure that James Spranger really was involved in writing it initially. We think he might have edited it later. We're not we're not 100% mm-hmm. about all this. But the thing is, we do know a lot about Heinrich Kramer, okay? And so Heinrich Kramer was a monk, and he kind of was, like, going around the Tyrol region um, and, like, trying to prosecute witch mm-hmm. trials. Right. And like trying to prosecute women for witchcraft. And the thing about him is he lost all those fucking cases. <laughs> right. Like he was always losing. He was constantly losing. He was constantly trying to get women in trouble specifically for kind of like sexual things. Mm-hmm. Say that they were doing witchcrafts and losing. And then he wrote this thing that the 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 Hammer of Witches, Malleus Maleficarum. And now, interestingly, some people say that he wrote it based on a pap- like a papal bull, like that innocent uh, the eighth was like, oh, please write a witch hunting manual. Mm-hmm. But that's not really the way that it went down. He kind of like, he kind of like uh, used the wording in a papal bull to say, oh yeah, innocent wanted this, and it was sort of like, well, whatever. But mm-hmm. like, so he wrote, he writes the Hammer of Witches, right? And the thing is, when it comes out, everyone is like, dude, this is the fucking stupidest thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Um, so like, the, when you open the Malleus Maleficarum up. Um, the first question, because it's got it's got questions, you know, like he's pretending he's Aquinas. He's a <laughs> he's a pound shop Aquinas, right? Yeah. This is like, you know, Tesco's own Aquinas. <laughs> so he he uh, he like he portions it up into questions. And the first question that he asks is um, whether the belief that there are such beings as witches is so essential a part of the Catholic faith that obstinately to maintain the, uh, the opposite opinion manifestly savors of heresy. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Now, let's put our little historian hats on. If you are opening up by being like, nah, it's heresy. It's heresy if you don't believe in witches. I, you, no, you shut up. I've got a whole book about it. Like, mm-hmm. What you're saying is that like people don't fucking believe in witches. Well, was it, right? wasn't the early church, uh, wasn't it, didn't they believe that there, that they, there weren't witches? Uh, was it yeah. that like, uh, Augustine? Yeah. There, like there, there are people who argued that like, you know, saying that there can be witches is actually uncatholic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because saying that someone could possibly have this much power, mm-hmm. like in God's divinely ordered universe is kind of like difficult. Right. So you should be kind of thinking about people um, in the way that we were talking about magicians before. It's like, sure, you might be able to make a pact with a dead person or a demon mm-hmm. or, or something like that, but the, it's going to be limited and it's not who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And, you know, like he says, kind of like, but like what it kind of tells you right at the beginning here when he's saying, no, you're doing heresy if you don't believe in witchcraft, that tells us a lot about what the average person in 1485 thought. Mm -hmm. And the average person is like, dude, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like with your witchcraft. And moreover, when this came out, like it's people ignored it. They were like, this is stupid. You're being stupid now. And they expressly thought about the Malleus as a, not only Heinrich Kramer just fucking like wild and out Mm. and being like a crazy person but also they were like this is because you're obsessed with that woman you tried to brought bring to trial and Mm. you lost and you're like big mad and so you're trying to call us all heretics because you're sexually obsessed with this woman Mm. that you couldn't successfully prosecute right (laughs) yeah so People in 1485 were like, fuck out of here, Heinrich. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't care, like, how many pages you just wrote about, like, why it's heresy. That, like, I don't believe in witches, but I don't believe in witches. Go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. right? But what kind of happens with the Malleus is that it just kind of, like, sits there. Like, Jim Springer probably gets involved at a point in time. It gets copied a few times. And then over the course of, like, 100 years or so... When you're into the modern period and when you have kind of like the split between Protestants and Catholics, suddenly people are like real shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So suddenly it being kind of like antique gives it this like patina of realness mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, yeah, well, people back then used to know about it. Mm-hmm. Right. But then also kind of what is happening and what we kind of think is sort of happens with the witch crazes is they're really bound up with specifically like the reformation and the counter-reformation and so what you have is two groups of christians at the time uh who are desperately trying to prove that they are the most holy Mm. right so when you get a hold of a piece like the hammer of witches um like what the protestants can do with this is they can say, oh, see, like Catholics haven't been taking witchcraft seriously for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. right? That's why that's why this Malleus had to be written in the first place. And you're all disgusting and you don't care if there's witches and, and how could you? But we Protestants, we take this stuff seriously. So we've got, we've got the Malleus. And now we're going to go and we're going to go get those fucking witches. Yeah, you see, because we're so holy. Meanwhile, Catholics with it can be like, oh, see, like we are the true... We, we are the, the, the true link mm-hmm. to the past and we're the ones who are taking this seriously enough and Catholicism has always taken it seriously. And that's why, you know, the Malleus was written in the first place. Having said this, the kill count is not very equal. Protestants killed way more, quote unquote, witches than did Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, Catholics gave it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like Sweden lost whole towns. Like, whole towns of people got, like, mm-hmm. fucking killed. You know, like, yeah. uh, England and Scotland are out here being like, here's the Witchfinder General. That's a job <laughs> that we have now. Like, that's a government job, yeah. a good government job. You know, like, the how Henry VIII justified killing Anne Boleyn is he accused her of witchcraft. Mm. And fucking her brother. A form of witchcraft. So, like, that's <laughs> what she got killed on. Yeah. Like, was that she was, like, doing magic to, like, make his boner sad, you mm-hmm. know, or, or whatever the fuck. Which, you know, the most common form of magic. Um, but what we kind of see with this sort of, like, early modern witch hunt is it's directly related. Like, you know, even though 
a lot of men get killed. I want to mm-hmm. make that clear. But when we talk about the witch, like when you say the word witch, the woman kind of comes mm-hmm. to mind. That's sort of like the first thing. And that is down to these preconceived ideas about like women being more prone to magic. You know, there's kind of like the benign mm-hmm. You know, idea of that, which we'll, we see in, like, penitentials and stuff earlier in the medieval period. But um, in the Malleus, Heinrich goes really far on this. So um, in his question seven um, is very, very good. So it's like, so you've got this section which says, uh, Concerning witches who copulate with devils, why is it that women are so chiefly addicted to evil superstition? <laughs> and the answer is that... Um, Uh, As for the first question, why a greater number of witches is found in the fragile feminine sex than among men? It is indeed a fact that it were idle to contradict since it is accredited by actual experience, Mm -hmm. apart from the verbal testimony of credible witnesses. So, right. So this is interesting because it's almost like he's trying to be scientific here. It's like Mm -hmm. everybody knows. Uh, You've all seen more women witches than men, right? (laughs) And without in any way detracting from a sex in which God has always taken great glory that his might should be spread abroad, let us say that various men have assigned various reasons for this fact, which nevertheless agree in principle. Wherefore, it is good for the admonition of women to speak of this matter, and it has been proved by experience that, that they are eager to hear of it so long as it is set forth with discretion. So they're like, I'm not trying to piss any of you ladies off. Some of you are pretty chill, all right? Like, you're, you're pretty all right. But fundamentally, fundamentally, uh, women have, like, among other things, um, they are sexually uh, like, where is it gone now? Sorry, I'm looking for my note. It's like very, very funny. He's like, it's because y'all are, uh, ladies be gossiping. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies are jealous. Ladies are sex crazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies are stupid. Mm-hmm. They have weak memories. <laughs> um, they can't help themselves from like gossiping about it. Um, and like, they are just kind of basically on the whole women suck, (laughs) but also it has to do with the fact that, okay, like here we go. And touching this, we may say what is known by experience that these women satisfy their filthy lusts, not only in themselves, but even in the mighty ones of the age or whatever state and condition causing all sorts of witchcraft, uh, causing all kinds of witchcraft, the death of their souls through the excessive infatuation of carnal love in such a way that for no shame or persuasion can they desist from these acts. And though such men, since the witches will not permit any harm to come to them, either from themselves or from others once they have them in their power, there arises the great danger of the time, namely the extermination of the faith, and in this way do witches every day increase. So, witches have a lot of sex with people and more particularly they're having sex with like a kings and the mayor and the pope <laughs> and and they're like having sex with the people who are in charge of the world and they're using that sex not only to control those men but then they're also keeping those men safe because they like having sex with them mm-hmm. so there's like this specific tie in to the sexualization of women as kind of like a tell mm. So this is why you kind of end up seeing like single women mm-hmm. being a real target uh, for witch crazes. Um, you also see uh, for uh, within witch crazes uh, a lot of the time midwives hmm. get 
get a lot of targeting. And there's a couple reasons for this. Like the first of all is it's like, oh, it's a woman and, and is she doing magic? Like is her medicine mm-hmm. magic? Now, people used to say, they used to tie the fact that um, witchcrafts often target midwives um, to the kind of professionalization of medicine. And because women couldn't go to universities, mm. they were kind of like locked out of being physicians in theory when you then had to go to university, mm-hmm. right, in, or, in order to get a doctoral degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're automatically like practicing medicine in this like liminal space. But that's not quite right because... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in the height of the witch craze, you still have uh, you still have midwives doing their thing. Um, and what we kind of think we figured out now is that it's people who do abortions. Mm. So um, a lot of the time, you know, like OBGYNs now, right? Like if you like not only do you help babies get born, but you help people not be pregnant, mm-hmm. right? It's like the two things. And so like in this period, in during the reformation this is also when people start getting more serious about abortion Mm. so in the medieval like about abortion being seen as a bad thing Mm -hmm. so in the medieval period like no one's like woo i just love abortions like just doing 12 a day because that's Mm -hmm. the thing that i like to do right but there is this kind of thing that it's like well before 12 weeks that's a gimme Mm -hmm. and like you know would that have even kind of come to term anyway? Like what? Like whatever. We don't care because the alternative here is often seen as infanticide, mm. and what the church is trying to prevent is infanticide. Yeah. So, and it, unfortunately, that's very true. You know, we see a lot mm. of infanticide in the medieval period because if you can't take care of a baby, you can't take care of a baby, right? So, abortion in the medieval period is a lot more like, eh, you know, like it's wavy. It's mm-hmm. like one of those gray areas. It's not great. Uh, but it's not, it's not seen as, you know, it's not seen as murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, fetuses are not necessarily seen as children, especially early on. Like, that's not a thing mm-hmm. that, that, that people think. Yeah. And then, during, again, the Reformation, when everyone's trying to prove that they're the most holy ones, suddenly... Like, you know, to do an abortion is witchcraft, right? Mm. And so, like, one of the things that Heinrich Kramer says is that, like, midwives uh, kill children in the womb and they steal babies that are born and then they, like, give them away to other witches or they eat them. And they do all these, right? So, and like, obviously he's just wiling out, but there does then become this thing about, like, oh, well, if a woman is the kind of person who's doing abortions, then she might be doing witchcraft. Mm. And that's directly linked to new ideas of purity, new ways of thinking about like what is right and wrong and kind of like the arms race in both for, of both Protestants and Catholics trying to prove that they're the holy one, mm-hmm. right? So you see a lot of medical women get done in that way. But in terms of witch crazes, like when it gets really, really bad in the witch panics, like here in Europe and you lose whole towns and stuff like that, it's like anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you know, men get hung at a very high rate alongside women during the witch panic. So it's interesting because we tend to talk more about women. But, like, when push comes to shove in some of the witch crazes, a lot of dudes get got. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still more it's still more women than men. But, you know, like, if you see, for example, our early modern engravings of uh, witches' sabbats, which is, like, you know, their big drunk magic orgy where they all go fuck devils or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's men there, too. Not in as great numbers, but, like, the men are considered to take part in stuff. Like, you know, there's the myth of Valpurch's Night, where all the witches fly to a mountain and mm. have an orgy there. Stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. 
But you do see this this kind of like change over time because again, Bouchard of Worms at the very beginning, like, you know, in the early medieval period, he was like, do you think that you fly at night and go meet all your girlfriends and do witchcraft? Because you don't, girl, and you should repent for thinking that you that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't actually have the magic to do that and you've made that up in your head and it's, he's like actively saying, the thing that you need to repent of is this delusion of yours. <laughs> yeah. But then by the 17th century, they're like, oh, these bitches flying out here, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's like this real change over time, but it's linked to, you know, being holier than thou. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the modern period has a lot of shit to answer for. That's that's my that's my thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, with the, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the witch trials, like, what? What 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 ended up being like the uh, like the end of the witch trials? Was it just everyone finally was like, oh, okay, well, this is bad. We all realized this was bad. <laughs> yeah, like they, it's really interesting because they just kind of like um, they sort of peter out, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it kind of seems to be like, well, in the first place, people are like yeah, like we we can't we, we it's sort of like probably like by about sixteen ninety three you're mm-hmm. done, right? Um, and like part that it gets a fully abolished in England in the 18th century, mm-hmm. um, because like, they're like, this is just, this is not real, but you know, obviously that's you know, quite a bit later. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we kind of think that like, people were just like, wait, this is sort of horrifying because by the time you're like killing whole towns of people, it's like. Ugh. Now, they they stayed a little bit longer in America mm-hmm. for reasons of Puritans, <laughs> but, like, basically... And, but the, you could, like, have them crop up, right? So there is, like, the witch craze itself, right? And when we say the witch craze, we kind of mean it's, like, about basically, like... Uh, like the 17th century is sort of like the highest. It's like it's basically like 1580 to 1630 mm-hmm. or so. That's the witch And it's just like right at the ho- height of like the Counter-Reformation. Mm-hmm. Right? Right in the middle of the wars of religion. Right in the middle of all that. That's when people are killing witches. So one of the things that you see is this kind of like everyone is fucking chilling out about the wars of religion mm-hmm. later on. But you also kind of like see that they will come up sporadically, right? So that's the witch craze, but you would still have the occasional trial here and there, right? So, um, like, I think it is in in Connecticut, you know, that's like the 1690s when they're doing theirs. Mm-hmm. Like in Virginia, you have some examples from like 1706. Um, and then, you know, like, I, I mean, I think also like the Swedish ones, it's like the Torsaka uh, in 1674, and mm. that's like when 71 people got killed in a day. Ooh. A Torsat car. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, it's absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous, right? Um, basically, like, French people say that in France, the, the thing there was that there was a stronger central government, mm. right? So, like, when you have more of a state government, it's a lot less when you have like more things that are kind of like happening from a state point of view, you're not going to get locals just like going off and killing witches. Right. Mm -hmm. And also conversely, if people feel more supported by a state, they're a little bit less worried about stuff like, you know, how magic is Mm -hmm. going to impact them. Right. Like if you have more of a state, you kind of feel a little bit more Mm -hmm. 
concrete about it. Um, like some of the last English witch trials are kind of like, I think there was one in, yeah, there it's Jane. Uh, I can remember her name, Jane Wenham. Hmm. She's uh, like one of the last ones. Um, and she's tried in 1712, but she gets pardoned. Hmm. So she, she was convicted, but then they're like, nah, dude, like that's, uh, that's not going to happen. And then <laughs> like, I think the last one here where they did hang someone is in like 1716. Um, mm. And uh, that's Mary and Elizabeth Hicks. Um, so then you have like one more person who's hanged in Scotland. And then you have the Witchcraft Act of 1735, um, where it's like you cannot, you, you can't like use witchcraft as, you can't see witchcraft as a legal offense. Mm, mm. So, like, basically, that does good. Um, in the Austro-Hungarian Empire, Maria Theresa outlaws witch burning in 1768, mm. which is ironic because that bitch loved torturing people. <laughs> but she was all like, you can't torture witches. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, like what? So, like, I think, like, the very last um, Holy Roman, well, it's not Holy Roman, but, like, Austro-Hungarian, like, imperial one is um, uh, Maria Power. And she was done in Salzburg in 1750, mm. right? And then, like, you kind of, like, they'll pop up. They'll be like, oh, you know, you can have a little A witch trial as a treat, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, in there's, like, one in 1836 in Poland, which is wow. Mm. Okay, like, cool. Um, you know, things, and so things will just kind of, like, boop! Like, uh, you know, like, there was a woman in 1895, a Bridget Cleary, who was beaten to death by her husband um, in Ireland because he said that, like, the fairies had bewitched her. Uh, but he got in trouble for that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, it, it's things like this. So we, we'd see when you have kind of like the modern state come in, the modern state doesn't have time for this shit, mm-hmm. right? The early modern state is about it. The early modern state is all like, oh yeah, here's your witch fighter general right here. Mm-hmm. They're like, the early modern state is hilarious because they'll take that superstitious stuff and they'll put a state apparatus behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas the modern state is like, you got to get rid of that superstitious stuff, Holmes. We can't be having that. Mm. Like, so that, that is kind of like one of the differences. So it's like Henry VIII, early modern ruler is like, my wife's the witch. But like, you know, like later on, you can't just go around calling your wife a witch because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. So it's about religion chilling down. It's about the state apparatus ramping up. And it's about the fact that people are just feeling a little bit more secure mm. generally. So you don't have to go looking around for witches to hang. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just feeling a little bit better about life generally. Yeah. 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 Well, seems like, uh, you know, we've kind of gotten past that, you know, to huh. not burning yeah, them ish. somewhat. But, you know, yeah. replaced yeah. it with other forms of terrible uh, entrenched. When we were misogyny. teenagers and shit, though, like people used to get like, like the the fundies were really wa- like riled when the craft came out. I yeah, that yeah, being a yeah. Teenager, and they were like, "Oh, these kids are gonna start doing magic," and it's like, you know, that's not real. Okay. Yeah, the eighties uh, were, you know, the satanic panic of the eighties was yeah um, a very real thing. And uh, oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if you've ever seen like chick tracks, which are uh, these religious tracks Love written by this uh, insane. Um, evangelical guy named Jack Chick um, and, and like I mean it's you know like Dungeons like I mean the, there are people yeah, there's one on about the how rooms. Dungeons and Dragons is satanic yeah Dungeons yeah. and Dragons yeah. is satanic and playing Dungeons and Dragons can like take you to hell um, <laughs> and I mean like it's just all this sorts of stuff you know like Ouija boards oh fuck if you do a Ouija board with your friends you're like a double lesbian going to hell like it yeah yeah like yeah, like, yeah yeah totally you know and I, yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting because it, it taps into exactly these same things, these same mm-hmm. ideas about kind of like, you know, there is this, you know, demonic world that's always like waiting to consume you just beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. Right. And that um, you might think that you can control these things, but you cannot. Mm-hmm. Um but it's, you know, all very silly. Yeah. You know, to, not to put too much, too fine a point on it, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm not, like, opposed to the, the concept of magic, you know, because as we discussed yesterday, you know, sometimes that's just things that are observable but yeah. unexplainable. Uh, but I am opposed to the idea of demonic. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am, yeah, you know, like, I'm opposed to the idea of, like, witch sabots. Yeah. <laughs> Ouija boards damning you. Yeah. Uh, you know, all those things like I'm I don't, I don't think that's real. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I think it just I think like the the satanic panic, the one in the 80s and I guess the like neo one that we're kind of quasi having now, even though it's more mm. <laughs> even though it's not really, you know, getting kicked up like that is, you know, it's just like you are seeing the same thing. But, uh, you know, so few people actually believe in um religion in that way anymore as something you know yeah. where god and you know god is working in the world and demons are working in the world you know like there are so few people like that in i mean even in the united states because i mean like there are obviously a ton of like wacko religious people here but the number of people who are like yes you know uh god is working in the world and blah 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 is yeah. much much smaller than it was in the 1600s the 15 you know 1800s whatever it was and so like mm-hmm, you see this mm-hmm. uh you know everything gets funneled down and so you're you're playing to this crowd but at the same time you also see how like media really like boost this up because they're like oh man people will love to watch this story about which you know witch trial yeah. or whatever in you know 1987 and you know that sort of gins up the panic and then after a while everyone's like oh yeah we were idiots that's not a real thing you know and it's but mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they you know they still rile it up because you know that's just yeah it sells it sells it, it gets clicks or whatever you know so that's uh yeah um we're, you know, we're not immune to, uh, you are not immune mm-hmm. to propaganda. You are not immune to uh, the new witch hunt, no. um, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, that's witches, uh, medieval, early modern and uh, fictional as it goes. But uh, but yeah, um, I do you have anything else to add on on witches, Eleanor? Uh, they slap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff is good. If you guys have, you know, any questions, mm-hmm. you know, if you're one of the patrons, shoot it in the Discord. Yeah. We'll try to get to them. Um, love to talk about this yeah. shit. It's just good. Yep. Um, which is it's good. It's interesting. Which is yeah. yes, team witch. Team witch. Yep. Absolutely. Which is cool. Uh, whatever, yeah. whatever way you want to use it. Uh, you know the the evil witch. Um, you know, cool. The uh, you know the the high fantasy witch also cool whatever it's all cool yeah um, it's all cool yeah. man it's all good yeah, yeah. i like uh, yeah. i like magic it's fun i like witches mm-hmm. uh yeah but um thank you everyone so much for listening you know we did the episode of magic we did this, this one on witchcraft uh don't know what we'll be back with next time but we are uh, as i said recording the first episode on the silmarillion which will be out mm. for uh patrons uh, later this week uh, but yeah but um, in the meantime Eleanor where can uh, the good people find you 
Yeah, uh, catch me on Twitter. Uh, mostly just yelling about uh, immigration problems in the UK right now. But hey, sometimes I'm also like, you know, posting historical stuff. I'm at Going Medieval. Uh, you can check out my blog, going-medieval.com. And you can check out my comic book, The Middle Ages, A Graphic History. Yeah. And uh, my name's Luke. Uh, Luke is amazing on most of the stuff. Uh, you can find my other podcast, People's History of the Republic. It's about Star Wars. Uh, on um, wherever you're listening to this right now. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>